Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2021. So glad that you're here with us. Uh, let your friends and family know about Consenting Adults podcast. Who knows what 2021 is going to bring us, right? So if anyone wants a break from all the gloom and doom and all the uncertainties out there, uh, this is a great program to listen to. It's, it's kind of a subject matter that puts a smile on everyone's faces. Unless you're one of those judgmental people who like get really pissed off that people are talking about sex and doing things that you would never do. All right. Don't know what your New Year's resolutions are. I kind of don't have any. I've taken 2020 to make a lot of changes. Of course, we've had a lot of time to ourselves, a lot of time at home. Uh, so I don't really have a lot of New Year's resolutions. If yours is to perhaps explore new things in your sex life, or if you're a couple in the lifestyle, and one of your goals is to become more open about it, kind of let people in on your secret, today's guests explain how and why they did that, even though it started from something that was awful. They had friends in the lifestyle who were killed in an accident, and they didn't want the surprise factor to come out about their secret life. We needed to explain the reasons why we were choosing to be in this lifestyle. Like no one was being forced to do anything or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So you didn't want them to be, for instance, shocked. Should something happen to you mm -hmm. and then they find out about the secret life? And then, of course, people are going to have questions. You'd rather be able to answer them. Exactly. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, grow up. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> True, that is okay. And you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guests today are James and Tara. They've been together for seven years. And unlike most of the people I've talked to uh, for the show, they started the relationship as a non-monogamous relationship. And they're also younger than most. And the reason why I'm really interested in this conversation is I'm wondering if there's some kind of this like, you know, sexual revolution where people are starting these kinds of lifestyles and being very open about it a lot younger uh, than, than what we think is happening. So James and Tara are both 33 years old. Can you explain to me how it is that you start a relationship non-monogamously? <laughs> well, <laughs> non-monogamously. Um, we were friends with benefits to start with, actually. We ah. met each other through work. We, through work. We worked together. We had both had some experiences also before we actually got together that were technically non-monogamous in a sense. Like we both. Whoa, had whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait a second. What is technically non-monogamous in a sense? Well, we didn't know that there was like a community dedicated to this. And this was something that people like talked to about one another. It was more of things that we either did in secret or participated in and didn't quite understand what was happening. Yeah. And like James so, has some good examples. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when I was younger, like I would to start off how I got into like sort of non-monogamy and swinging in that sort of sense was like, I was like 19 and I went to Craigslist. 
So I would search through there, which was, you know, probably not the safest thing, but, um, and then I ended up finding a category of men, women for men. And so I just decided why not? So that was my sort of role was technically a stud, but I didn't know, again, we didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what I was actually doing and what was technically, there was like parasitic community. There was like a bunch of people that are just like, well, not just like me, but kind of like me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, can you tell me what were you, are you bisexual? Did you, were you curious? Why is it that you were looking or that you found interest in other couples looking for single men? Uh, I'm not bisexual. I call myself hetero flexible, Uh, meaning, you know, especially when you're two like male, female, male, like the threesome, there's could be some cross things. So I'm comfortable with most things. Um, but it was just that I was actually just looking to have sex. I like sex. I thought sex was great. And so I, this was my introduction into all of this whole world. And then I went back to some monogamous relationships for a while. Then I, through those relationships, I figured out that I needed to talk more about wanting to have sex and that sort of thing and the different ideas that I had had. And then Tara, uh, I met her through work and we just started talking openly as friends, which was great how we started out. Cause it was like, Hey, so we're going to talk openly as friends. We like, we used to party together and drink and she was dating somebody and then her relationship ended, which was, Kind of non-monogamous, right? Yeah, it's kind of my first introduction to non-monogamy was with him. Well, with him, well, did uh, explain the relationship you had. So you both were sleeping with each other and knowingly sleeping with other people? Yeah, pretty much. Like I would go on other dates um, or tell him about other guys that I was having sex with and things that I did. Like I had a threesome with two other guys and I remember calling you the next day because I didn't make it into work. And you were like, why didn't you make it into work? So I had to tell you because they couldn't lie to you. Well, <laughs> you why didn't, didn't you make it in the work, Tara? Well, I was I was uh, in bed with two guys. So <laughs> we got hard. a hotel room and everything. <laughs> <laughs> where Where is the line drawn between being young and, you know, having lots of different sex partners versus a non-monogamous relationship? Well, yeah, like I, we started to realize once we started looking into the community and maybe getting up on websites that were more dedicated to non-monogamous relationships, people weren't really interested in meeting us being friends with benefits because we hadn't established a strong foundation in our in our relationship. And so I think you kind of had a little bit of a revelation and you realized this is kind of what I want in a relationship. This is what I want in a woman. And so you, after, after some time, we decided to take the step further in being in a committed relationship to each other and dial back the sleeping with other people and leave that just for when we're together. So now you only play with other people together. Yeah. Well, we ne- only ever really have. There's yeah. been a very far, little select few yeah, people times. that we have been comfortable with that we can play a part. So we've done mostly everything in seven years all together. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you guys are pretty young when you met. You're still young, by the way. Uh, 
But when you met, you were just two young people who really weren't committed to anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you found yourself wanting to commit to each other, but also wanting to kind of explore sex with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then, okay, so that's how you're defining the the start of a non-monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. right? The start technically started with like also experience with other relationships and being, and my thing was like, I wanted to just be honest and stop like, you know, lying to myself and potentially lying to other people about what I liked, what I disliked and those sort of things. Um, and so when I met Tara, it was like, I wanted this breath of fresh air, even with maybe even a friendship. And so it came down to me wanting to just be brutally honest. And I think that's what kind of started it out was us talking openly about sex with sex with other people. And since we didn't have that fear of losing each other, cause we were just friends, that's where that connection really drew in more was like authenticity. Yeah. And the authenticity of being like, I can be myself with somebody that like, and I can be this comfortable around somebody of the opposite gender and still be able to like, you know, share the things that we had. Cause that's be honest, the sex in the beginning was crazy. (laughs) Like it was crazy. Well, wait, uh, what do you mean crazy? Well, no, it was just good. Like we had so we were having so much sex and we were getting in tune with each other and being honest about what we liked and what we disliked. And it was this dive deep into what we liked and fantasized about really early on in our relationship because we didn't have that fear again of losing somebody. What kind of things did you reveal to each other that you were into that is so, you know, out there that you might have lost a partner over it? Can you tell me about some of those things? Well, I think a big thing for me would be being a bisexual woman. Um, there's lots of times where I would act on that with past boyfriends, and that was like a huge deal breaker to them. Um, and also getting the opportunity to dress up like slutty and go to a sex club, even if we're not there to play with somebody else, I I kind of like being able to dress up in that way that I can't do every single day. And also going to resorts like hedonism or desire. Um, again, we don't have to play, but it's just really nice to be in an open environment. And not a lot of people are comfortable with that. It takes takes a while to get comfortable with that, with your body, with your relationship. And J- or James was like probably the first boyfriend I ever had that was okay with that. And James, what about you? What kind of stuff were you into that maybe a serious girlfriend might not have accepted? The fact that like I had had a lot of threesomes um, since like I was 19 and with like two, potentially two women, two men, and I would have probably lost girlfriends if I had expressed them like, hey, I'm okay with you potentially having sex. But I also went through a phase where I became super jealous because I like, you know, just different relationships and the way that it kind of turned out. So it was also me wanting to shed away some of that jealousy because that would technically ruin relationships too. So it was a bunch of, a bunch of combinations of between sexy, because I'm a very sexual person um, and kind of kinky person, not necessarily kinky as in like the whole like BDSM sort of style, but more just like, I like different ways of having sex and different places and orgies and, all these different types of things that probably wouldn't have gone over so well. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you've been together seven years. Um, you're not married, right? No. No, we're in actually engaged to be married. Oh, you are. I guess it's because I'm not in that kind of a relationship. It's hard for me to understand if you are together and you're okay having sex with other people. Uh, what's the marriage thing about? I mean, what can you kind of help? Exp- can you help me understand? <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of people ask that question. And actually, our plan was to get married at hedonism during Young Swingers Week in July. And because of COVID, we had to postpone that plan until to be determined date. Mm. So it wasn't really a traditional marriage. We were looking to have or even a traditional wedding. Yeah, like we like I'm not even going to change my last name or anything. Like we're definitely (laughs) like we don't have a, a wedding party or anything. We just wanted to have a really. I don't, like a party almost for our community, for ourselves, a celebration of our love and also have an anniversary because we don't really have any sort of anniversary yeah. or yearly <laughs> <laughs> celebration. So maybe mm-hmm. this was going to be it, but I yeah, we'll have to wait. We celebrate all the major swinger holidays. So, <laughs> well, wait, oh, there are swinger holidays. I didn't know this. Oh, well, like what? Te- technically Halloween. Um, <laughs> Uh, New, New Year's, Year's is a big one. New Year's. Um, back to school is obviously a good one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, parents need to get the stress out. Yeah. And they all <laughs> dress like naughty schoolgirls. Um, That's about it. I'd say those are the two big ones. Yeah. Halloween and, Halloween and New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, Halloween, is it because there's a lot of dress up going on? Yeah, I yeah. think so. And there's also less family obligations, I think, too. So you just kind of send the kids out to go trick or treating, and then yeah. all the parents all the parents get together and party. Yeah. Uh, how how open are you guys with with your uh, lifestyle, with your friends and family? Oh, we're oh, wide open. Yeah. It all kind of stumbled into this like this whole thing of wanting to be honest, and there, it's kind of a sad story. The reason why we did come out, but it was that there. Had well, been tell some, me about it. There were some people that were in our community. Um, that we had known that come to some of our events and stuff like that. And they had passed away in a motorcycle accident. And the thought process of having to describe um, their life and how they lived it, um, potentially coming through their phones or like the findings on their computers or stuff like that kind of was a big shock to us. And if somebody had to find out about our life that way, without us being able to tell them why we were in it. Yeah, I see. was kind of very hard for us to kind of take. So it was that sort of moment where we decided, okay, well, we should probably tell our close people that are around us, like, hey, this is the kind of life that we've chose. These are the things that we're doing. And I, you know, I want you to be able to support me and be there for me if we ever need it. But it was one of those things that we just kind of felt like we needed to explain the reasons why we were choosing to be in this lifestyle. Like no one was being forced to do anything or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So you didn't want them to be, for instance, shocked should something happen to you Mm -hmm. and then they find out about the secret life and then of course, people are going to have questions. You'd rather be able to answer them. Exactly. And yeah. <laughs> and since and since most people in the lifestyle or swingers do most things together, you've kind of, we kind of figured like if we were going to go out, like we would probably end up going out together. 
You mean like a big car accident? Uh, <laughs> they're a bunch of swingers. Lines, right? <laughs> we just do everything together. So it's yeah. like, you know, a trip or whatever or something. So I see. And how did those conversations go? So let's talk about like the people who really matter, like your family. Hmm. My mom is like, we've been me and my mom since we were about, I think I was like 10 or 11. Um, my dad passed away when I was 18. So it's, it was just different for me because it was more of this. I had this connection with my mother for so long and we'd gone through so much just together. So it was like, and Tara had told her parents before I had told my mom, because I was just worried at some points because of some conversations that we had had in You're the past. You were pretty nervous. I was nervous that. and nervous is all hell. And so it was interesting because it was like, okay, I, I want to tell you something and I don't really know how to tell you. Like, it was just kind of like this. I you didn't, didn't want to lie. I didn't want to lie anymore. Yeah. It, just, it was a great conversation. Um, she had then started asking questions about some of the new friends that we had been making in the last year. <laughs> um, it kind of flowed okay. She just didn't want to hear about the, didn't want to hear about the sexualized part of it. She just wanted to hear about like, our podcast and like what, like potentially who we had on and what we talked about and nothing like overly overt sexualist, just not the type of person that she was. So she was pretty well. Open. And she is your mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Tara, how about when you told your family? Um, I, my parents are together. They've been together for a, a long time, like 25 years or more, but I decided to tell them separately just so that they could have their, their own way of reacting and asking questions with me. Processing um, it. Yeah. yeah. Processing it. And my mom was like, not surprised. I think she knew that I've always had an interest in sexuality and women's sexuality and discussing that with, uh, with people, with my friends. Um, and my dad was a little bit more off put by it. He was more like, well, this is what ends relationships in divorce and this is what all the young kids are doing and I'm like dad we're <laughs> probably like one of the younger ones so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I'm like it's more people your age to be honest exactly um, and they just they didn't really ask too much about it I don't think that they were interested in it it didn't really change anything didn't I didn't have people find me online and be like what are or you doing this you. for yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the reason we also decided to be more open about our lifestyle was we didn't want the blackmail that sometimes people experience in the lifestyle. Tell me, tell yeah. me about that. I mean, I mean, when I hear you say that, it 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 makes oh sense. Goodness. Yeah, like I've had a few people already email me with some concerns about um, being on dating sites and then somebody finding their profile. And telling their family, their jobs, um, stuff like that. There's some organizations that help people uh, deal with like the slander and the, the uh, privacy of it and everything. But it's a it can be a big thing for some families, especially when you grow up religious and you're with a church and stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of anyone who um, was outed and, and suffered some real consequences from it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, lost like, their jobs. Disowned from the family. Yeah. Like these people reach out to us um, and are just devastated about what has happened. And unfortunately, there's just not a lot of, not everybody agrees with this lifestyle and they feel like they have to teach people a lesson and this is how they choose to do it. That's awful. I, mm. Yeah, yeah. It breaks yeah. my heart. 
uh, where are you guys from? Because I, I'm hearing like a Canadian about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're from Calgary. You got it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, I grew up in Minnesota, you know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's, uh, let's, let's get to the fun stuff. So, yeah, you met each other. You're, you know, young people, lots of partners, and you found each other. Now you're committed, and you mostly play with other couples, right? We did make the mistake no, of... We, no, we did have... Ooh, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to hear about the mistake. I want to hear about the mistake. Uh, like having sex with our friends. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Like having sex with some of our like friends from like long ago, some sing- some single women and some, some of my friends. And not to say that it was like the mistake, but it's like it kind of makes for awkward, like, you know, if you're hanging out with your roommates and it's like... So you guys went back and had sex with people from like your past... No, 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 not from like the past, like just like like your roommates and like people like your your, your vanilla friends. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't really happen too often though, James. And it just didn't work out. No, it didn't. Well it just That was like the first year that we were Yeah. It's like early mistakes. We didn't make some made a few and even we, we were on Craigslist too, which was obviously not the biggest uh winner. Not the best place to be people that were like you. Mm-hmm. What other mistakes did you make? This is good information for people who, you know, might venture this way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Other mistakes of just not communicating rules and boundaries. Uh, Uh, Yes. That's a big one. Um, Do you guys have rules? Because it sounds like it's pretty open. It's open, but we definitely have um, rules and boundaries that we keep, that keeps our relationship safe and keeps keeps us safe every time we go out and as rules and boundaries go like when we started out like one of our there's other boundaries which are kind of like situational which is like you must check in before a situation and a rule is like a hard no this does not get crossed and we talked about we talk about this a lot when it comes to non-monogamy about setting these up for your relationship because technically what i like to say is protecting home right because our relationship is home that's like you know, you always try to protect your home and what you have there because it's that's the special part of what we're sharing, right? We're sharing our relationship. So we want to make sure we're setting up appropriate boundaries for both of us to make sure that, you know, this doesn't get jeopardized because of wanting to do something outside of the relationship. So for example, one of like our major rules, I would say, is if we're at a party or a club or even a resort, if one of us wants to go play with another person, usually that's not something that either of us is comfortable with. But depending on the situation, that's okay. But we still want um, each other to check in with one another and make sure that we're on the same page and that we're feeling comfortable with what's happening and with whom as well. Well, um, so that's not that's not just checking in. Our, is the rule to get the other person's permission? Yeah, 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 and get the consent definitely. Yeah, uh-huh. just to know that the other person's involved, right? Like, so that it's not just one person making the decisions and forcing it upon somebody else. And right. we also like for us, consent is a huge part of the lifestyle and something that we've learned enormously in the last seven years. Um, I would even if I wanted to go play with another man. I would pro. I I know I would go ask his wife if she was comfortable with that, out of oh. respect. Uh huh. And just check in with her and make sure that that's okay with both of them, and that it's something that um, 
that's well, okay everybody's, with you. <laughs> well, and that everybody's consenting, right? Yeah. And so that nobody is like out of place and then there's something that might not be okay. This is the time to voice your concerns at this moment. Mm-hmm. And we kind of learned that one of our first like big part house parties that we went to and um, it was like a guy who was flogging um, some girls and he had got, he would ask yeah. consent from the man and the woman that was receiving the flogging. And then he would get his um, partner to go and ask the other male if it's okay and her if it's okay. Like it was just like a full consenting yeah. thing. And it, it was just, it's kind of great to see people that are, are like, if you have a problem, this is your time to, and no hard feelings, right? Like that's, that's one of the things that we loved about the lifestyles. Like a no, one, a no is a no, but it's not like it's personal. Like it's not Mm -hmm. a personal no, it's like, I'm not in the mood or it's not working for me. This is not what I like or, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any other rules? Because that, that sounds like a pretty, I mean, it, that's really actually sounds like it should be a rule for everybody. Well, I think the thing is, is like rules and boundaries are going to continue to change throughout your entire relationship in non-monogamy. One of our early boundaries, well, kind of rules was like no kissing on the mouth because we thought that was too intimate. Right. (laughs) But we're willing to smash our genitals together, but not our lips. (laughs) And so like after talking about it and how difficult it was for each of us to uphold that rule to each other out of respect... We're like, well, obviously this isn't working out for us. Like t- maybe it's time to change this and we can kiss other people on the lips. Yeah. And, and then another one of our early boundaries was no chatting with uh, yeah. a part. Like, so somebody that we knew that was in the lifestyle, there was no chatting with the opposite sex and a private message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, what that because did. Because that actually led to trouble a few times. And we've seen other couples get into trouble with that as well. And so what mm-hmm. had happened was, is then we started doing more group texts and then yeah. the group texts became so great because everybody is again involved. Everybody has all the information. If there's any information that in there, it's all there. It's just constant communication and also being really truthful with your partner about certain feelings or triggers that come up and, and not making that person feel badly for expressing how they're feeling as well. Mm-hmm. Through all the the years that you guys have have been doing this now, um, do you still ever find yourself getting jealous ever? Yeah, yeah I think that of it's... Uh, <laughs> really? Well, I mean, I'm not always going to be in the same headspace, right? I could be on my period, for goodness sakes, and he's having all this fun with all these chicks, and I'm not feeling very sexy or feeling like I want to engage in someone yeah, I'm probably going to have some more jealous feelings during that time, right? <laughs> totally. And but that's the thing we we love to say is that jealousy is like an emotion, right? Like, And it's also understanding where that emotion comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked at jealousy early on in our relationship and said, okay, like when we do get jealous, we do have to voice our concerns, our opinions in those moments because that like you'd say, hey, I'm feeling jealous yeah. just by even saying it. it in. But you have to recognize that it is jealousy, right? So I think a lot of times I was like, oh, it's just envy. I'm envious of the position that you're in or the, you know, the you're between two guys or however it worked out. It's like, I'm not envious. I, I want to be there. It's like, I would like the tables turned in that sense. So maybe I would get jealous in just that aspect of the attention that she was giving. It's not necessarily a bad emotion when you start to understand more and more where it comes from. 
you guys are younger than most of the people I've talked to, and yet it sounds like you're so much more experienced, that you've gone through, you've made your mistakes, you've found your way. Um, in fact, that's why you are doing the podcast that you're doing. Where can people find you guys? Um, the best place is just our website. It's sexuninterrupted.com. <laughs> You've uh, made your mistakes. You've learned your lessons. You're like developing good habits, I would say, right, for the lifestyle, so much so that you're helping other couples navigate this. Yeah. Like when we first started out in the lifestyle, it was really difficult to find a lot of information. And there was only a few podcasts out there and a lot of them weren't geared towards the millennials. And so we had a lot of trouble just identifying with what people were saying. And so as we learned stuff, I kept saying to James, like, I think I need to write this out. I think when we go to Hedo for the first time, I'm going to write it from my point of view. And so I blogged about it all and we got a pretty good response. People loved the details that I included because it was a little sexy and then James had the idea to start a show and just talk about things that were happening in our lives and also like tips and ways that we navigated those things mm -hmm. that would come up. And it's just been fun. And it, now it's even more interesting trying to navigate this with the whole COVID pandemic. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are people navigating this? I mean, it looks like it's here to stay for at least for quite some time. And I know some people in the lifestyle are getting a little antsy. Yeah. How are people dealing with it? I think you have a mix of basically what's going on in society. You have some people who really don't care and are living their life pretty much the same. Um, some people who are, you know, taking more of the safety precautions. And then like there's people like us who I have really severe asthma. So we have basically put a stop on most lifestyle sexual activities and going to events and stuff until there's just some more, what is it called? Well, there's just less cases. Immunity and, and yeah. Immunity yeah. if that's the case. And it's just. When you talk about going to events though, what are you talking about? Well, we. There's, we, there's still like clubs are still opened and people are still doing meet and greets. Um, and we used to host a monthly one in our city, but we've just decided it just wasn't safe enough to be doing that for, for us right now. So, And we used to go to a lot of events in the States. Yes, uh, we went, we've been to Naughty and Nolens in uh, New Orleans, um, as well as there was going to be an event uh, in Miami. Um, and Hey, it, what would you say are the biggest cities in the States for this kind of activity? Like the fun, you know. The known all, cities for swinging. The cities. They're all they're yeah. all over. They're yeah. all and there's there's all these different groups. And that was the one thing that we started realizing in like finding the community and finding all these people was going to these big events and finding all these groups from all over mm -hmm. the United States, from all over different places. And they all have like these little like hotel takeovers or these little things that just kind of exist within every all over. Thanks for talking today. It's really refreshing to hear uh, two people who are as young as you two, who seem to have such command of this lifestyle, which can be kind of tricky. You know, there are people in their 40s and 50s only now starting to discover what you guys have already discovered. Uh, any last words you guys have for people who are maybe kind of just thinking about dipping their toes into this? 
my my last word of advice is just to take things slowly and just really enjoy every step of the journey that you have with your partner because you you have so much time and you don't have to experience everything the first day, the first week, the first event, the first year. So take your time, really enjoy it and be present with your partner when you're when you're exploring these things together because these are memories you're going to be making for the rest of your life and you want to be able to have them close to your heart for a long time. Nice. Hmm. <laughs> are you guys kissing now? Are yeah. you guys kissing now? Yeah, we yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those young and crazy people. You can find this lovely couple on Twitter at sex uninterrupted. That's sex without the E. SX uninterrupted. And because they're so open, uh, you'll find a lot of uh, pictures of them with uh, faces and everything. So you can see that they're actually normal looking people. All right. Next time on Consenting Adults, a woman who was in a long marriage, a long, miserable marriage where sex was forced and often painful, finds her way out gets remarried, and then discovers the lifestyle. She is now what's known as a hot wife, but it's only a one-way street. We became kind of friends with benefits, and I would have sex with this guy, and then I would come back and tell my husband about it, and it was just this fantasy and this turn-on that he loved it, and our sex life became even better. I'm able to have sex with whoever I want. That's next time on Consenting Adults.